today's episode, I speak with Aaron Kirchhoff. If you've read my book, you'll know this story. Not only did he get me through the last weeks in Denali, he's a traveler, adventurer, blogger, self-published author, and aspiring photographer. Aaron and I talk about not having a plan, we talk about retirement, and how he spent the last eight years searching for happiness and the meaning of life. Learn what we both wanted to be when we grew up and how at the age of 32, he's finally comfortable in his own skin and he won't apologize for it. A small side note, I have a feeling this episode may stir the pot, if you will. Yes, both Aaron and I are single and don't have any kids, which may lead people to think, of course you can do what you want. You don't have family and kids and responsibilities, etc. I'd like for you to keep an open mind. I know a family who has packed up their home and are currently traveling around the country with their two children, both under the age of 10. They are able to make a living on the road, all the while their children are able to see history in real life versus reading about it in a textbook while they're still taking virtual online courses. I mention this because if you really want it, it's possible. Nothing is impossible. If this stirs a reaction within you of believing this is all a bunch of crap and not everyone has the same opportunities, then I invite you to look at your beliefs as to why you may think that. What did your parents tell you about life when you're growing up? Why is it impossible? Or why does life have to be a certain way? Like it should be this way or that way. Just some food for thought. Thank you so much for joining me today, Aaron. I'm so glad that you agreed to do this with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. <laughs> so I know we haven't talked in a long time. And so where are you at these days? What are you doing? Uh, let's see. I am living in St. Louis, working two jobs right now. I teach English online to Chinese students, and I also wait tables. Yeah. So, yeah, I work, work both of those jobs part-time and just kind of... Uh, in my downtime, I'm camping a lot and hanging out with my friends and just kind of seeing where the road takes me. Yeah. Are you um, living with your dad? I am, yeah. How's that going? It's all right. We we get along pretty well. Um, the whole time, I guess I've been back in St. Louis for almost two years. Uh, the whole time I've been here, I've been trying to save up enough money and try to get my own place to live. Uh, it's It's been nice. Uh, saving money uh, by living at home, but obviously, uh, you know, I'm an adult. I want my own place to live. Of course, dependence. Um, but I just made one big financial decision today. I bought a new car. Oh wow, you did? Did you get rid I of did. your truck? Uh, I think tomorrow. Yeah, is the the day it's gonna go. I'm gonna trade it in, and I'm gonna have to get everything out of it. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So you've been in St. Louis for the last two years. Um, I know that you have done some moving around the country and in other countries, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, have you stopped the seasonal? Because we met when um, we did a summer in 2014. We met in Denali, Alaska. Mm-hmm. We both ended up there for our various reasons. And um, since then, you've been to Park City. Is that right? Right. Yeah, I went to, I went and did a seasonal job uh, in Park City, Utah, driving buses for the winter. I guess that was back in 
2016 oh, to really? 2017. And you recently published a book. Was it last year in 2018 or 2017? You per- you published your first book, My Secret my Effort. First, yeah, last year I published my first ebook. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which was really cool and is a big check off my bucket list. Yeah. I, well, I read your book. It's called My Secret. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> My Secret Africa by Aaron Kirchhoff, and it's available on Amazon. Is it available where everywhere ebooks are sold, or just on Amazon? Uh, right now, the ebook is just on Amazon. Uh, when I was first doing it, I think I accidentally hit a button that made it exclusive for them for like three or six months. Oh, okay. Which I didn't mean to do, but sure. Um, no, I just published uh, the. I turned it into the physical copy because a lot of people don't have Kindles. Sure. Um, so that uh, I did that just this week, so people can buy that book if they want to, which would be cool. So through Amazon, though, is the mm-hmm. yeah, it's on. on it. Great. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So I read your book um, a couple weeks ago, and I have to say, and we had talked about your. You went to Africa. What year was it? Uh, twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Oh my goodness. Seems so far away. <laughs> yeah, that was quite a while ago. <laughs> um, I know that we had talked about it, and when I read it, though, I have to say, I was like, I want to go to Africa. <laughs> like, hey. that's what I want to do. You are such a good writer, and I just, I mean, you were so open and honest, and I just loved it, and it made me, like, want to go to Africa, like, save money and <laughs> go to Africa. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What a so, good reaction. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So I need to leave you a review, but um, I will do that. Uh, so, but one thing I wanted to ask you towards the end, um, I kind of noticed a theme because, you know, um, spending the the last um, few weeks in Denali, you didn't have a plan when you left Denali up until the last mm-hmm. minute. When you were leaving um, Africa, you didn't have a plan. Uh, really. And then Park City, I think I remember you saying that you didn't know what you wanted to do. So I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on why is that? Like, what, what is it that keeps you from knowing your next step, I guess? Oh, yeah. Uh, probably, uh, commitment issues. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I have thought about this for many years. Why, why I can't really commit to anything or, or why do I do so many seasonal jobs? It's why do I never have a plan? It's well, first of all, I've, I've never wanted to work in the same place my whole life Mm -hmm. because I feel like, you know, life is short. I want to try everything. I want to try it all. I don't, I want to try all sorts of different stuff. And, and I have done that. Uh, um, Unfortunately, my resume is so full of nonsense that very few employers will hire me, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. I've had a really, really fun life. Um, yeah, I mean, like I do all these seasonal jobs, and then at the end of them, I'm kind of like, well, what do I do now? I just have a little bit of money, no plan. I just, I've never been big about planning for the future. Um, I guess that's something I should work on. Well, so I want to I want to talk about that. How you're saying you you know you should work on it, and you know your resume is not good for employers. But like, what kind of employers? My my point is is that do you feel that you get pressure that you should have like this certain kind of job, like the nine to five? 
that you should do this or should do that? I do, yeah. Um, and who do you get that from? Uh, society in general, my friends, my family. It's always been like that pretty much ever since I got out of college. Just that um, I've always had a hard time finding, like you said, that nine-to-five job, that respectable career. And because I couldn't really find those jobs, I just said, you know, well, screw it. I'm going to go have fun. I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to go to Africa. I'm going to do what I want. And that's been my mentality um, for a long time. So do you feel conflicted about, would you say that, you know, you're just conflicted about what everybody's telling you to do and what you really want to do? And so there's kind of like, are you paralyzed because of that? Do you feel, or Mm -hmm. do you really feel you have commitment issues? Or Um, both? (laughs) Probably both. When, when you say, uh, being, being paralyzed by kind of indecision and being torn in two different directions, I think that's true. I mean, the society and the, the, the pressure I feel from, you know, my environment, from everybody around me is like, okay, you have to apply to jobs every day. You have to get a good job, uh, the nine to five and you, you gotta get the house and then you gotta get married. Then you have to have kids like this 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 whole idea set up for how life should be i'm using air quotes right now you yeah. can see me <laughs> yeah. um, no i, I uh, yeah. it's so yeah, funny it's, yeah uh-huh and i've from a very early age i knew that didn't click with me and i knew that's not what i wanted to do but it, it really in my experience it really seems like trying to go in the other direction society is just not set up for success down that road it's just really, I just have not found it to be very easy to strike out on my own and do my own thing and be uh, financially independent through it. So I don't know. I hope I'm not rambling, but. Uh, do you feel a sense of feeling trapped? Mm, I used to for a very long time. I'm getting a little bit older and starting to become more comfortable in who I am and starting to accept the fact that, you know, this is who I am. I. I like who I am, I, uh, and that's okay. I'm not going to apologize for not having one of those, one of those jobs or careers that uh, people nod their head and, and agree with. Right. Um, like, like we said in the beginning, it's like I'm a, a part-time English teacher, and I also wait tables. Um, it's, I'm not even impressed with that. <laughs> but I'm okay with it because it's allowing me the lifestyle that I want. Right. Um, and I think that's key. It is. And it's taken me many, many years to become comfortable with this saying that it's happiness means different things to different people. And what's happy for me right now is the lifestyle that I'm living. And it's taken me a long time to figure that out, that uh, everybody needs to figure out what, what makes them happy. So, and to be to be comfortable with that, especially when it goes kind of against the grain sure. of what seemingly everybody else seems to be doing or be worried about. Right. Yeah. So may I ask if you don't mind saying how old you are? So the listener has an idea if you're 60 or 15, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I am 32. 32. So, I mean, you're in your early 30s and you're just kind of now in the last couple of years figuring all this out. Finally getting comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. 
and realizing that you kind of don't have to have everything figured out either at this age, right? Uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's all, yeah, just kind of, um, if you're going to ask me, what am I, what am I going to do next month or next year? I couldn't tell you. Um, I don't have a plan. I don't have like this grand goal that I'm working towards because of that. I have felt a lot of pressure over the years because I didn't have anything I was working towards, but I'm, I'm getting more comfortable in the fact that it's like, Hey, this is my life. I'm going to do what I want and opportunities and ideas are going to present themselves and I'm just going to stay open to them and do my best. Right. That's all, that's all any of us can do is just do your best every day and just not worry. Right. And living in the present moment, which is important mm-hmm. and not having anxiety or worry over the future. Right. Right. Exactly. And then, I mean, for me, when, what drove, like, what guided me to go to Alaska was my gut. It was like, for a long time, I thought, you know, I'd love to visit Alaska someday. And then it just, my gut was like, you have to go and you have to go now. You know, you're getting laid off and you might as well go now. And it was just like, I could not ignore that. It was so strong. And so I think for you, I mean, what I'm hearing, what I think I'm hearing you saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that, yeah, you have two part-time jobs, but you're writing a book. You have a travel blog. Do you still have your, you, you still have your travel blog? Correct? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you are getting into photography. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of doing creative pursuits, which a lot of people don't have time to do or don't make the time to do, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate. Yeah. And if you feel guided to go somewhere or do something, you do it. Yeah, it, absolutely. And I, I think we're both, uh, uh, have a similar spirit in that regard. You know, it's, it, if you feel something in your gut that's, that feels too exciting to ignore, you know, just go do it. Um, well, I do I have was, to, I'm sorry, I don't mean to write, but I do have to say it's a little bit easier for us because we're both single and don't have any kids. <laughs> so, oh, right. Right, right, right. So let's specify that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but <laughs> no, go ahead. No, okay. Um, well, and I think that is a big uh, proponent of why I don't have kids or I'm not married because I like being independent and I like being able to pack up and leave when I want to. So I think that's a big part of why why I'm I'm still single and kind of chilling. <laughs> right. I mean, do you do you get pressure? I know you kind of mentioned it that you get pressure from family and society that you should be married and have kids, but do you specifically get that pressure to be, you know, to settle down and marry and have kids or is it just a general feeling of like have a plan and it's more of a general feeling of of have a plan like uh i don't know maybe five or six years ago i felt more pressure that is like oh man i'm the only one i know who's not married I, out of all my friends i should i should get on that um but getting again getting back to just becoming comfortable with who you are right now i'm, I'm very comfortable in who i am and i'm very comfortable in the fact that i'm single and have no kids and it's like I always tell my friends I just if if dating and relationships and stuff were a priority in my life then that's what I would go do but it's just it's just not one of my number one priorities right now 
Right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, yeah. So what, when you were younger, before you went to college and growing up, did you have an idea of what you you wanted to be when you grew up? Or did you have any thoughts? Mm. When I was very young, I wanted to be an archaeologist like Indiana Jones. <laughs> I thought that would be so cool. Uh, and then I grew up and learned that archaeologists don't have those crazy adventures like in the movies so I'm like okay well I won't do that and then after that I just never got interested in anything yeah I was probably six or seven years old that I was just like I don't know I don't know what I want to do did you I mean if you didn't know what you wanted to do but did you have any idea how life would turn out or anything or you just kind of go with the flow since you were young just looking back on my childhood and even my teens I just I just never really thought about the future I never I guess I just sort of I never thought about it but I just sort of assumed things would just sort of work out right I just never gave it a second thought it's like oh you get older you get a job you get a house you get married blah 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 and that's just how it goes I never Never gave it a second thought. I have to agree with you. I'm kind of the same way. Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, when I was younger, believe it or not, I wanted to be a United States Marine. I have since outgrown Mm -hmm. that, obviously. (laughs) But, I I mean, I really wanted to be a Marine. And I can't tell you why. Probably because I couldn't because of my health issues. We always want what we can't have. I just... I think think you would have made a great Marine. Oh, thanks. I, I thought at one time I would, too. Uh, I was so envious of uh, female Marines, and now I've just grown out of it. It's just not my life path, um, Mm -hmm. obviously. But I just, I'm kind of like you. Like, I just, I didn't know what I really wanted to do, and I thought right after high school I had to go to college. I started taking some college classes. Eventually that wasn't for me, and I went back later and got my degree. But I just... For some reason, and even today, like, I'm not even worried about retirement. Like, I have a small retirement account, but it's nothing I can absolutely live off of. And I don't know why I'm not worried. I just, I am so, like, I don't know what it is. Well, and that's, and that's the question. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is it, is it good because you're living in the moment and you're, you're living presently like we all should be? Um, or is it a bad thing because you're not planning financially for the future? Um, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's good or bad because then when we say something's good or bad, we're judging it. And I think it's just is, I think that, yeah, I have a career, but do I foresee myself doing the same career for 20 years? I'm not sure. Um, Part of the reason why I started this podcast is because I see so many people, and I'm sure you do too, of just living in the grind, nine to five, you know, working to pay bills. And I just think that life is more than working and paying bills. And then we die. And I think a lot of people are stuck in this cycle and they feel truly they're trapped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... It's unfortunate, and I just, I hope my intention for this podcast and for the people I speak to, like yourself, 
realize that we can make another decision. I mean, we'd have it would for some people, the ones that are married and have kids and have a home and a mortgage would have to make a huge lifestyle change, but you can make that decision. Right. And, and it's, I, it's choosing to be happy kind of over money. Uh, money, yeah. And things. And and again, I don't I'm not a, I I don't hold anything against those that choose that lifestyle. That's fine. But I just when you get to the end of the road, I just don't want people to have regrets of like, exactly. boy, I just wish I had done this or wish I'd done that. Because I truly believe we regret more what we haven't done versus what we have. Mm-hmm. And if you just don't stop and take and, you know, if there's something that your soul's calling you to do and you keep putting it on the back burner, don't wait till it's too late. Yep. Yep. I definitely philosophy. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your definition of living with no regrets? Enjoy your day. Um, do the best you can to be happy and to enjoy your life. One of the big things I was thinking is like living with, with no regrets. Even even if you try something, uh, even if you fail or mess something up, don't dwell on it. Just kind of let it go and then move on to the next thing that you're excited about. I guess maybe that's my definition of living with no regrets because I'll beat myself up about all sorts of things that I mess up or I fail at or, oh, I didn't get that job or whatever. I should work harder at letting those things go and just kind of moving on to the next thing, you know. Right. That's one of the things that I say is never wonder what if. At least, mm-hmm. like you say, give it a try. If there's something you want to try, I always tell people, if you want to bake cupcakes and have your own bakery – then go and try it. At least if it doesn't work out, at least you know you tried. And you wonder, mm-hmm. instead of wondering your entire life, gosh, what would have, where would I be right now if I didn't bake those cupcakes or I didn't try to open my own bake shop? So mm-hmm. I always say, like, never wonder what if. Just go out and try it and see what happens. See where it takes you. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Absolutely. So I agree with you totally. Do you have any regrets at this point in your life? I think my my biggest, I don't know, like uh, as far as a regret of things that like, I haven't done, uh, not really. I feel like I've I've tried a lot of different things. Like we talked about, my my whole mantra in life is just to go try a bunch of new stuff. I love doing all sorts of different things. Uh, one one regret I have, I don't know if it counts, like, I wish somebody would have told me 20 years ago to calm down and stop worrying so much. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what you would tell your younger self? <laughs> yeah, if I could go back 20 years, like, hey, man, life is going to get harder, but the key to it is to stop worrying all the time. Relax. Relax. Relax, relax, relax. Because everything has a way of working out. It really does, but you have to let it work itself out. Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, I've noticed if you kind of give things space to breathe instead of always doing and doing and doing and trying to fix it, if you just take a step back and let it breathe, it kind of works itself out. It really does. That's, that's been my experience too. That's great. Um, so I, I want to go back to your book for a second. I did have another question and maybe sure. – um, so at the end of it, you talk about having an epiphany. 
mm-hmm. and it was more related to you know your story in in Africa and you know you had gotten sick a couple times in Africa and at the end you were like wow all my health you know all the heavy partying and stuff like that finally caught up to me is that why I got vertigo but I feel like when you said you were going to ponder this epiphany I felt like uh, you were not saying something is that true yeah so um, <laughs> and, and then you never finished it so I was like <laughs> did I not mean? finish that thought in the book well um, you did but you just kind of relate it to well the way I read it was just like wow, have I been ignoring the signs of, you know, your body telling you you need to slow down. Um, I just think that there was more to it, and I I didn't quite get what that epiphany was, if there was more to it or not. Yeah, there is more more to it. And uh, um, I'm sorry if I left that part out in one of my my chapters. So to, to briefly explain, like, uh, I went to Africa and I had a blast, but I was I was volunteering and I was living with like twenty or thirty people, and um, pretty much every night we would go partying and drinking and having the time of our lives. I was living with these people, eating with them, uh, drinking with them, working with them every day, and my my gut was telling me it's like you should really take some time for yourself, go have some solitude. Because uh, for me personally, I feel really good. I love solitude, and that's what kind of recharges my spiritual batteries. <laughs> sure, is, you're an empath. Is, yeah, for for being an empath, for being alone time. I love alone time. Sure. At the time of this book, however, I did not know any of this stuff. No one ever taught me that your mind, your body, your spirit are all connected, and what happens to one can influence the other. No one ever taught me that stress can uh, mess up your body. So the stress, what I was getting to in that book was the stress of partying too much, the stress of not having any alone time and taking any time for myself. The stress of all that was just so much, uh, it, it was just so much on me that I just kind of, my body and my mind just sort of cracked. Right. And I got vertigo. I got vertigo for a whole year. Oh my goodness, that. that's a long time. Vertigo is yeah. not fun. No, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, so I guess I mean, yeah, you did finish that thought, but I thought I guess I read it in the sense of like I'm going to go now and be alone to con- contemplate this epiphany. As far as maybe I did need time to myself. But I guess I didn't really relate that or understand it to oh. it just hit you that, wow, I really do need to honor myself and really give myself some time alone to recharge my batteries. Well, so I guess I didn't. That's, yeah, that's the exact point I was trying to get to. But I probably ended that chapter trying to sound dramatic and uh, <laughs> and super cool. <laughs> no, I mean, I really you're a great writer. I've always said that. And. So no, I yeah, I really liked it. You know, you're a great storyteller. So I just wasn't sure if there was you know, maybe you could expand on that or just really well, And it's it's basically because of that experience it changed my life. Um Well, how I, did it not you spent what 6 months in Africa? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And after 
if you read my book, you'll see how sick I got. I went to the hospital like <laughs> half a dozen times right. for all sorts of stuff. Right. By the time I got back to the States, I was so emotionally and mentally destroyed. And to make it worse, I had no money. I was in debt. I had no job, no place to live. And again, no plan. Um, I was just like, I was low, 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 man. That was, that was tough. But, um, and it's because of that experience. I've pretty much dedicated the last eight years of my life to searching for happiness. What is happiness? What is the meaning of life? How are we all connected to each other, to the universe, to what is stress? How does it affect us? Um, you know, what should I be doing with my life? What do I want to do? It's like, um, so it's been a journey. Yeah. And where are you like, where are you at now? Like, what are you going to do with anything? Do anything with your newfound knowledge of, you know, mind, body, spirit and taking care of your soul, if you will? Yeah, uh, I, I'm in a great place. This I'm in the best place of my life. Um, That's great. I'm happy yeah, to hear that. Thank you. It feels so good to be to feel good and be happy. I've spent many, many years suffering with depression and mental health issues and stuff like that. But I'm I'm doing really well now. As far as all the knowledge and stuff I've gained, it's like I sometimes I think I could really help others who have been suffering or going through similar things. So maybe I could write a book or some blog post about that. Um, I've considered that. I've even considered a, a like teaching classes. <laughs> like this is how to live a happy life. Um, <laughs> but we'll we'll see. Um, you know what I've thought about is making. I've seen people like make YouTube videos or YouTube classes. Yep. That that people can get online. Yep. Um, and I just make like a, a course. Sure. You know, one one through twenty. There's twenty classes, and you take the twenty classes, and at the end, you've officially learned everything I do about how to be happy and live a, a fulfilled life. I've considered doing that. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. So. Got to it. Yeah. No, that would be great. I think a lot of people could use that. I think, um, even though there's an abundance of those messages out there, and I'm not saying this to discourage you. But I think more needs to be out there because people resonate with different people and mm-hmm. how they deliver it and their experience. And so I'm always reading like you have to tell your story. And especially right now with, you know, you mentioned having depression. And I think a lot of people are going through depression, like they're yeah. depressed. And I think, I don't think I know that more of us need to get out there and tell our story of how we recognize that we are depressed and how we got out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that would help others. And that's kind of my mission too. It's uh, not necessarily with just depression, but just gosh, you know, get out there and just try it. Just yeah, try get, get it. Get excited to live. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's great. I think that would be really great. I have a question for you. Sure. Would you go back to Alaska? Um, now I probably would. Um, but like you mean okay. for vacation or for work? Yeah, for anything, for anything. You know, um, the first couple years after, I was like, <laughs> hell no, I'm not going back. Uh, um, when I first met you, you poor thing, you're, <laughs> you had chest pains and you well, didn't know why. And I was like, oh. <laughs> 
well, I couldn't walk. Uh, I couldn't breathe. Um, you know, you saw plenty of that. Um, I'm so glad you're doing much better now. Oh, thank you. Me too. Yeah. Um, so now that I've, uh, you know, I've gotten through it, um, you know, I don't mess around with my health anymore. I will tell you, I go to my annual doctor's appointments. I take the medication they want me to take. You know, obviously I use my own discernment when taking pharmaceuticals, but yeah, but now I could, I would go back in a heartbeat and I tell everybody you have to save your money and go to Alaska. Like everybody should go to Alaska. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Mm. The experiences, um, you know, traveling through it a little bit. I mean, it's absolutely worth it. Um, if you asked me if I wanted to go back to Washington, the answer would be no. <laughs> I would never not Washington. <laughs> want to go back to Seattle ever. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think maybe it's just, you know, because I spent, you know, six months there. I had all my surgeries and went through cardiac rehab up there. And I think it's just, I just, I can't do it. It okay. rains too much. But yeah, I would go back to Alaska. Would you? Yeah. Um, You know, we saw so many beautiful things in Alaska, but we were only in one place the whole time. Right. And Alaska's huge. Um, And for any of you listeners, if you ever decide to go to Denali National Park, you definitely should. It's absolutely breathtaking on a clear day, anyway. Yeah. 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 People travel from around the world that we found just to see the mountain and sometimes you can't even see it because it has its own weather system so if you get to see it you it's once in a lifetime opportunity almost and seeing um the northern lights that was pretty amazing that happened really frequently up there remember uh, all of everybody would wake up in the middle of the night (laughs) however long the night was for like five hours (laughs) You get four or five hours of nighttime. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. I was fortunate. I had a friend come visit me, and we drove to um, Homer, Alaska. So we kind of get to – I did, you know, did drive around a little bit, and it is huge. I did take a weekend and go to Fairbanks um, when I was there. It's expensive, but absolutely worth the trip. I would do – I would go back now, now that I feel better and – kind of gotten that memory is a little faded not faded but it's in the past I I would go back I don't know if I'd work there and live in cabins with mice but (laughs) I would (laughs) go there for a vacation for sure oh those mice yeah yeah so any weird for your listeners do you remember uh Dave that we worked with up there Mm -hmm. the bus driver yes Uh, I worked with him in Park City that's right, you did. Um, I walked in to Park City as a bus driver, and I was starting, and I was sitting at the uh, the desk around a bunch of coworkers, and this guy walks in and was like, hey, Dave, I know him <laughs> <laughs> from two years ago when we worked together in Alaska. And I believe he's still he's still in Park City, too. Oh, really? That was a, Yeah, that was a funny coincidence. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I've learned from that experience that there are some people that that's their full-time job, just going from different cities during the different seasons to work. Mm-hmm. And I think and it's awesome. And he made awesome. a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah, you could, you know, and your room and board's taken care of, so for the most part, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good gig. And I, I'll tell you, like, I'll say it again. When I was reading your book, I was like, 
I'm going to pack up my stuff and I'm going to Africa. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally should. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But yeah, it just <laughs> was more of, um, yeah, I think about living in a tiny home and just some days I'm like you, just want to get off the grid and recharge. I, yeah, I definitely recharge in solitude myself. <laughs> So. Yeah, we're we're a, a rare breed, yes. I think, of people. Well, um, I want to thank you for your time. And yeah. if there's any last thoughts, closing thoughts that you want people to know. Um, follow, follow Kate's uh, podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, this has been a, a good conversation. Good. <laughs>